Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, welcome to Life Point. I am your host, Tom Doherty, and I am glad you're listening today because I have a couple guests. One has been on with me often, and he is my former youth pastor, now my associate pastor, Maxwell Buchanan. Hi, Max. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Well, glad to have you, man. Every time you're on the air, everybody's always glad to to hear your input, and today we're going to get a lot of it, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we also have another guest, which I'll let you introduce. Yeah, and so this is our new youth guy at Cloverdale Church of God. His name is Brandon Myers, and we kidnapped him, and we brought him over to our side, and he is fitting in great. So, Brandon, you can introduce yourself. Say, how's it going? How's it going, everybody? Glad to be here. And Brandon, uh, just a little bit about yourself. What's What have you done the last few years? Uh, last few years, been in ministry for about almost two years at this point. Was a youth intern at another church in town for about a year and a half. And uh, Max called me up one day and brought me over to their side and, and been running the youth group now for a little bit. So, yeah. And your mom's not better because she is on staff at a church. Yeah, she was she was on staff, or she still is on staff at the church I came from. So, but she's okay with it. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. She must be a good woman to let you come over to our side. You she's know? all right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, well, it's exciting to have you both on, and and I'm I'm probably going to refer to Max more in this message because I was out of town last week for our 39th anniversary last weekend, and uh, my wife and I went to McCall, and they had tons of snow. And had a wonderful time just relaxing, and and Max handled the Ford and did a wonderful sermon on Philemon, which I was able to watch online. In fact, uh, people, if you're out there listening, you want to watch a good sermon, go to CloverdaleChurch.org and look up Max's sermon on Philemon. And the title of it was? It was Slaves, Chains, and a Heart of Grace. And so we'll kind of get to what all of that means as we get through this short chapter of Philemon. Good. Well, folks, we'll probably spend a couple days on this, so uh, pray with me as we begin. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for Max and Brandon. Thank you for their lives, and Lord, certainly for their ministry. God, you've certainly blessed us at Cloverdale. I'm grateful for that. And I pray you'd be with us as we discuss Philemon. And Lord, as Max shares today, may we all just listen and be open to what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Max, so let's let's I'm gonna let you kick out. Yeah, and so as we kind of get into this, it's a little bit of a different book. A lot of Paul's letters are to churches. They're either encouraging the churches or they're offering some sort of correction. And then we get to some other epistles that he wrote. That's a fancy term for letters that are written to people, and that's you know, first and seven second Timothy and Titus. Those are known as pastoral epistles. And the purpose of those is to give us what's known in fancy theological terms as ecclesiology. That's how we run the church. And so that's, you know, gives us the role of the pastor, what those people are supposed to do, the elders, the deacons, and it kind of lays everything out. And then there's this random letter in here that has a really weird purpose. And the purpose is that Philemon is being written to, to adjust his thinking and have grace upon a, a runaway slave that he had. Slavery was a little bit different in the uh, New Testament than we think about in the United States. It's the Greek word doulos. In a lot of your translations, it's probably the uh, word bondservant. And that means that you would indebt yourself for seven years to work for somebody to kind of pay off this debt. 
In fact, there's some people in the Bible that were believed to be slaves at one point. Some people think that Luke was because he was a physician, and sometimes a family doctor would work for that family. They would indebt themselves, stay there. And so some people, and I don't know how historically reliable that is, but some people believe that Luke was, and that's who Theopolis was that he was writing to. I've read that in some commentaries. But it's a common thing is kind of what I'm getting to. But I think before we jump into this letter, does anyone have a good runaway story? Has anybody ever ran away, maybe ditched? school, one of you guys, or anything like that? Yes. All right, let's hear it. Well, I was five years old. Oh, man. Yes, five years old, started my delinquency, and I, my friend, Chucky Goucher, and I in Clarkston. What a name. Chucky Goucher. He has (laughs) has a a sister named Kathy, and Chucky uh, and I, he he talked me into skipping kindergarten that day. Wow. So I was supposed to be going to kindergarten, but instead I stopped at Chucky's house and jumped off a hayloft all day long. Had the time of my life. Uh-huh. And that day I went home right about 3 o'clock after school was over. Went home like nothing happened. How was school? Great, great. Had a great time. And uh, the teacher at the school, well, her name was Melba Jeffries, and she was uh, a part of our church, but she was also the kindergarten teacher at the public school, Parkway Elementary. And so that night I was in the house about... 6, 6.30 in the evening. I remember this very clearly. And and all of a sudden, Melba comes to the door of our house because she was also a neighbor on the way to church. And she said, How was, how's Tommy Day? Is he feeling better? And oh. uh, and mom was like, feeling better. I, Tommy's fine. You know, I said, oh, we missed him in school. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I took a, I literally, I remember this. I took a beeline towards the bathroom, <laughs> locked the door and my daddy, my, and my dad came to the door and, and I remember saying, please God help daddy not to kill me. Please help daddy not, <laughs> not, not to whip me. Please dad, you know, and my dad tells a story later. He says, he, he after hearing me pray, he didn't have the heart to spank me. Oh, there and you go. So there's my runaway story. There you go. That's good. Brandon, do you got one? Uh, I have a failed runaway story attempt. Let's hear um, it. So in middle school, we, me and a buddy, or two buddies, excuse me, at lunchtime, we had to eat lunch and then had to go outside and could hang out and, and play basketball and do whatever. And at our middle school, we had baseball fields at the back half of the school. And so we were we were hanging out in like the dugout of this baseball field. And my friend would go, goes, hey, let's uh, let's just ditch. We didn't like our period right after lunch, so he's like, let's let's just ditch. Let's go to my house. He lived in the neighborhood behind the school. He's like, we can just go hang out there for the rest of the day. And we were all like, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. And uh, you know, like the bell rings, all that goes, and we're like, all right, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're all you know, all looking at each other. And uh, my my one buddy just starts taking off through the baseball fields, like towards the fence, towards the neighborhood without any warning. And uh, as a teacher is walking towards us to tell us to come back into class. So he, he uh, sprints off. My other buddy like sprints on the other side of the school and goes into a different door. And of course, um, when a teacher comes up and two of your buddies uh, sprint out of the way and you're the only one standing there, which I was cause I was too chicken to run. <laughs> I was also too slow to run. And uh, yeah, kind of got, didn't really get in trouble, but I did wrap my buddies out. So oh, there you they go. got they Had got to. they got the blame, and <laughs> I got a slap on the wrist. Right there. there you go, hey. two delinquents you got here. There we go. You know, and I am one too. I got countless stories of running away or ditching school or whatever. 
It may be, but as we can kind of see is that running away has consequences. And that's really the the theme of this is that Paul's urging Philemon to have grace because what could happen to Omnius, his slave or Omnius, we're not really sure how to pronounce it. We've been talking about this. So I looked up it and I pronounced it three different ways on Sunday. So we're just going to roll with one. <laughs> um, but as we look at this, underneath the law... He is able to be punished by even being branded as a fugitive, thrown in jail. Like there's a lot of heavy consequences that come with this. And yet Paul is urging Philemon to have a heart of grace. And so jumping into into the first verse, I'll read this. It says, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and to Aphrodite, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in our house, grace to you and peace from God our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's a pretty standard uh, greeting that Paul gives. But he calls himself a prisoner for Jesus Christ, and that isn't a figurative prisoner. He is legitimately in chains. And so it's believed that um, Omnius, when he figured out that he was in trouble, he probably robbed Philemon on the way out. Once he kind of realizes that, he goes and he finds Paul in prison. And so now Paul's writing this letter, and he's sending he's sending um, Omnius back to Philemon with this letter, and also what we know as the book of Colossians. And so he's with another guy, and they're walking that way. And then he addresses Philemon's family in it, and it says, our beloved fellow worker. And then it talks about his wife, and then it talks about his son, and his son's named as a soldier. And then he says, and to the church in your house. And so it's believed that his son might have been the pastor of the church in his house, but this book is to be read to the church in his house for accountability. Can you imagine being in that? I mean, we've been in ministry a little bit of time, but receiving a letter from somebody like Paul and then having a church member come to us with it and being like, can you read this in front of the church for accountability? I don't know too many people that would be receptible to that that in our congregations and stuff. And so church worked a little bit differently back then. And you can just see the community. And that's kind of something I've always admired about the, the New Testament is just the community that they have in the church. And we see that in the book of Acts. We see that in how Paul writes to these different churches and such. And you also see in the book of Acts and here, the home church. Yes. The idea of the home church, you know, and so, you know, because nowadays we have small groups and such, but more and more I think you're seeing people go to the home church concept, and uh, I I think whatever way reaches people the most, and uh, that's interesting, the parallel there. Yeah, most definitely. And I think, too, is it's like it's crazy that there's different purposes and different, uh, you know, styles of church. And as we were even reflecting this weekend, because as Tom, Pastor Tom was saying as he was on his wedding anniversary, 39 years, but for 33 of those just about, you've been at Cloverdale. And when you came to Cloverdale, it looked nothing like it does now. And so what was kind of that and the difference? And did you see how God used it for that time being small and how he's grown it into the healthy church that it, that it is now? Well, you got to know everybody. You know, back then, you know, what? in fact, when I first came, I came from a actually the second largest church of God. And someone says, you want to come and help this church because there's 40 or 50 people there. And and I said, well, I don't know about that. And and it took a while. It took, it took uh, four years before we cra- uh, cracked the 100 barrier. But the I was just trying to keep busy. I'd visit everybody in the congregation because, you know, I had so much time on my hand because there's so few, few people. But yet you developed a relationship. So along the way, and we're gonna have we're gonna run out of time here today. But I, uh, along the way, 
we built relationships, and these 40 people, 50 people, became 70, came eight. So we got to know each other better and better because that's what happens in the small group setting, in these small church settings. You get to know each other. And so then as the church got larger, everybody continued to know each other. But hey, I'm at it. We're out of time, Max. Can you continue this tomorrow? Absolutely. All right, Brandon. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Folks, we'll join you again tomorrow. It's going to be good. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755. South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.